Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, that's right. We're glad you could join us. It's time to sit back, get comfortable, talk about some weird stuff. Just chill for a while. Welcome to After Hours with the Rise Guys. Here's Madman at nine. Yes, sir. Jimmy Jack Jackie. Matthew. We're back. Yes, we are. We made it back for episode nine of After Hours with the Rise Guys. Episode you. Yeah, episode me, man. Yeah, it's good. Welcome back. Thanks uh, for supporting the show and listening. I'll remind you to, if you're not subscribing, please do. And leave a review on there. So far, five stars. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you like it, subscribe to it. Uh, if you think it sucks, don't. Keep, um, keep your mouth shut. Don't say nothing mean. If you like it, please leave a review. If you think it sucks, please don't. Keep it to yourself. Yeah. Uh, think, you don't have anything nice to say. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, so we are... We're in the middle right now of the Rise Guys origin story, meaning, I, you know, origin story, that I attribute that to the world of, uh, like, superheroes. They certainly made it popular. Yeah, the origin story. Tell us more. Yeah. Um, the genesis of us. Yeah. Uh, followed by the Exodus, the Leviticus, the Numbers, and the Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy. Joshua, Joshua Judges, Judges, Ruth, 1 Samuel. 2 Samuel. 1 Kings. 2 Kings. And so forth. Yeah. So... We know our stuff, guys. Yeah. So we, we didn't leave out Esther, did we? Nehemiah. Ne- we didn't say Nehemiah either. Oh yeah. Okay. Joshua, Judges, Ruth, First Samuel, First Kings, First Chronicles, Second Chronicles. Yeah. Nehemiah, Ezra. Now we're up on the Psalms. Yeah. So I, I believe where we left off was around the year 2007. Mm-hmm. And this is, you know, all to tell you about the backstory of where we are, and we're not going to ultimately bring this up to, you know, 2020. Uh, at least, you know, present day, sure, but not so many details. Because this is more of just letting you know the foundations of kind of how it brought this formula of the Rise Guys together. Yeah, the current incarnation of the show, which the show has been largely unchanged as far as the four core people in the studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been the same way for about two thirds of its existence now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, 2007, you know, with all the things that we had going on, I think where we last left off is where we were finally getting some traction as far as not only ratings, but I got to tell you something. As someone who 
never expected to maybe even be doing something like this. To do a paid appearance where someone pays you money to come to their restaurant or store, and all you have to do is stand there and meet people and be nice and take pictures and it's the best thing in the world. Sign a motorcycle, yeah. which we've done before. It's the best way. And a baby, we've signed a baby. We signed the, a couple the, babies. The, the child that was at the, the Fats and Gas. Not on their skin, just on the, the clothing, yeah, the onesie. It was on a onesie. Yeah. Um, but you know that's uh, it's 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 such a weird thing. But part of the anxiety still to this day, and as we said, we're going. We've into, signed boobs, by the way. Oh yeah, we've signed cleavages. Not in a long time. It's been though. years, man. That kind of yeah. went away though. Yeah. Which is probably good. Because usually the women want you to sign your cleavage. You don't want to touch it. No, plenty of room. Yeah. Plenty of room. Yeah. I, I signed my entire uh, full name on there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we got to do an episode that's just about those stories. Things we've autographed? Yeah, and like when we went to the Girls Gone Wild gig and stuff. I don't know about that's that. That's a whole episode. That man. is a whole episode. At least half of one. But still to this day, you know, we're going into year 18. Mm-hmm. I get very anxious going to a paid gig, a yeah. promotional appearance, because I there is an investor being the the sponsor or the uh, you know business owner. Yes, and they're there. They've put up some money. They and, expect people to come see us. Yeah, and what great anxiety still is to this day. But I I think that's a kind of a, a nice way to start off by saying thank you for your support over the years. Yes, we appreciate that, especially coming to see us when we're out somewhere. Yeah, because there were many there were many of those first uh, appearances where. It would be us and two or three promo people and the salespeople and uh, Slick from Union. Yeah, and that'd be about it. <laughs> yeah. But that'd also be standing on the blacktop parking lot of a car Burning. lot for four hours with Burning. nothing going on. Burning. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're gaining traction. We're, you know, it, at, at this incarnation of the show, it would have been me and Skip and Nine and Paige. Yeah, and Fatboy was uh, around some by now, right? At least part-time by 2006 or seven. Hey, I almost wondered if there would be a Fatboy origin story in, in the midst of all that because, you know, it did start as just like a, a little puppy dog that you, you said, oh, he seems, to have, he seems to have went astray. We'll take him home and feed him. And what do you know? He, he, he won't leave. And we cut his balls off verbally on the podcast just now. No, that was a. That you was call a, him a puppy dog. He ain't gonna like that. He's cute. He is, but he's he don't cute. like being. He don't like being cute. He looks like Wilfred. He don't want to be cute. He don't be Wilfred. <laughs> but you know, so yeah, we're we're at that point of the formula, and I guess uh, uh, you also had uh, you know Joey Diapers who did some uh, Dirty Thursday stunts for us. Dirty Thursday was you know we we would. Go out and blow ourselves up with firecrackers and all this yeah. stupid and stuff. Joey Diapers is what you would call a crazy son of a bitch. Never turned down, never turned down a pitched idea. Never, ever, ever, never, ever. never. In fact, He's willing he would, to do anything. He would say, "Well, what if I actually just poured gas on my leg too?" Yeah, well, you just light myself on fire. I'll do it. Yeah, he was the 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 Southern Stevo. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. So he he came along and he was with us for a little bit and then he was gone and I haven't, I haven't seen him in years. I think he's out in Texas. Or something is though. he really? I think so. And uh, and my dad, uh, Phil Diddy, he would uh, come in on Mondays and do movie reviews. Yeah, he would. So we, when we would go out and do these appearances, everyone would kind of show up, no matter who was getting paid. Yeah, even yeah. Fatboy would show up to these things. We'd have a whole crew when Fatboy wasn't out repairing hot tubs in St. Louis, Missouri. He'd be at our events too. Yeah, we'd have a whole event. crew. And uh, you know, so I, I believe right here in the timeline. You know, my uh, my dad had been on the show for years. He had become a, a, a you know, he was Santa Diddy at all the Christmas parties, and he'd yeah. show up 
snookered. Not show up, but uh, he'd be there snookered. Yeah. And I remember birthday bash uh, of 2008. It was in September. And I remember we were standing out in uh, right there in front of Little John Coliseum. And uh, you looked at me, Nine, and you said, Matt Man, you having a... Or no, you wouldn't have said Matt Man. You would have no. said, Matthew? Matthew? You having a good time? And I said, I am, but my daddy's dying in a hospital right now. Yeah. And this was September, and he, then he died in October. And uh, boy, whew. Can I uh, interject something before we get back? You're not going to gonna tell me you were not there, and I imagine. No, that. before before I was there, and I remember that. Before we get back to, 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 to Diddy and that story, though, yeah. can I interject something that I've been thinking about since we started recording this podcast eight minutes ago? Sure. And it's about that night at Little John Coliseum, but it ain't that. Remember when we saw a former coworker of ours outside Little John up against the Budweiser uh, beverage dispensing trailer with a face full of boobies? Oh yes, I do. Yeah, of course, man. And not even like times were wild. It was fun. Not even in a motorboating no style of thing. They're but both al- married too. Almost like you would see Different a uh, uh, a little cow yeah. being uh, nursed. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. just like you know, butterfly kisses. Yeah, this is what I would have called like nipple kisses. Yeah, yeah. Really yeah. weird. Former coworker of ours. Former coworker. Was, the, and then two two people. They were both married people, but not to each other. Yes. And before you get it twisted. She was kissing his nipples. Yeah, yeah. It's not what you're thinking. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was an odd night. So many things were going on, and we were actually, like, I remember when we went out to introduce, I think it was Breaking Benjamin. Yeah, that was the night they played a 48-minute drum solo that I hated more than anything I've ever seen live. The pop that uh-huh. we got. It was great. Now, you can attribute it to us being in Clemson. It's already the party's there. It's just waiting for the, the, the mixer. Yeah. But it, and also there were some intoxicated folks out there. Several, but, but when you do radio, before we had the text line, mm-hmm. you know, the only really meter you really had on it was the ratings. Yeah, and then the amount of phone calls, and yeah. then the amount of phone calls are what you've said before. Nine, three to five percent of the listening audience. If it may be if, yeah, may, yeah I think I think more like one percent, one percent, and that's really generous. So to see such admiration all at once was such a, like, I, you know, when comedians say they're on a stage in front of thousands of people, they say a funny joke in that pop. Yeah. It's got to be so exhilarating. But at the same time, you know, that same night when all this frivolity was going on, like, you know, I knew down the back of my head my daddy was dying. Yeah, and that was uh, that, that, that was a big thing because we all knew him. We were all tight with him, all close to him, and it was the it turned out to be the the beginning of what was a very tumultuous time not not just for the show but all our lives as well i'm gonna i this might i you know we would like to give this whole uh three-parter thing some closure but well, I, I feel like if it if it gets to the point i might reveal something that i've never maybe revealed before okay we can do that um but yeah i mean we, we'll see uh, how much how much we cover here and if there if we have to go to part four of this well so i think about that particular time mm-hmm. and so, you know, my, my father passed away on October 8th, which will, you know, be this week, be, uh, the anniversary. Yeah, well, if, if you listen to this, uh, if we just posted oh, this, yeah. it's tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. He died on the 8th of October. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, we, you know, we, we were hitting a, uh, a, a patch where, um, I'll just say this, and I'll, I'll just get to the point, that when, when my, my father's death impacted me so much. Oh, it did. So much that I I like I became a hermit. Like I would go home, I would just stay there all day. I would not go see anybody. I would not talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. And I felt my psyche like 
whatever. I felt like I was careening out of control. Yeah, it was. Well, it, you had that going on, which which affected you in a huge way, and it was happening at the same time that the show was beginning to achieve a little bit of success, and it was at the time where it's beginning to achieve enough ex- success that it has an effect on all of us, even though, well, it, it had an effect on all of us because we weren't equipped for that kind of success. We weren't ready to be popular. We didn't know how to handle that. Never nobody, expected to be. Nobody told us that, and we never expected. We never saw it coming. But then we were getting popular, and then. It got to be that that level of, of success that that, that that some people can't handle, some people can't deal with. On top of that, I mean, it it was, and like also, I you know, not that it was the same time, but so that was October. Uh, my divorce was going to be final in January. Yeah. Okay. And I also knew that I was not going to get full custody uh-huh. of the child of of my daughter. Yeah. The, 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 I the child. To sound like fat boy. That's what they call Baby Yoda, the child. So I'm 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 in a bad way, yeah. and, and well, there's also other things going on around, like out out of the uh, the, the the company Christmas party that year um, was uh, a, a, somebody almost got in a fight with the then general manager of the company. It really, it I mean, it was like a, a senator fight. fighting the president. Yeah, there was. I mean, that that year at the Christmas I, party, there was there was sex in a bathroom and almost a fist fight. It was. I mean, again, things were a little bit out of hand, a little yeah. bit wild, a little bit boogie nights. One is okay. Both of them at the same time. At the same night, idea. too much. Within uh, within thirty minutes of both happening. Yeah, I don't know if you want to get into the other story from that same Christmas party. I don't go, go for that with the cape. With the cape yeah. and the, the the sleeping in the car. Now here's the thing. <laughs> I think it's a fine little uh, side road to take. Yeah. Okay. I can't tell you where that cape came from because if it was a Halloween party, I would get it. I Why, know where it came, where How it came did from. I end up? It was wearing a pink satin cape yeah. at a Christmas party. It was my cape, and it was given to me by uh, a, a young lady. You'll know her. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I'll say her name, Micah Duke. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're down in Florida. Now. I was yeah. I was talking about uh, wanting a cape for some reason on the show. It, mm-hmm. Again, this was. To fall of 2008, I do not remember. Probably orgasmo just came out. Maybe. No, it was years before. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was talking about wanting a cape for some reason, and she made me this like pink sateen sort of cape. And uh, <laughs> and then sateen. Matt wound up just hammered, drunk, dancing in this cape at a Christmas party in downtown Greenville, company Christmas party. Yeah. Well, so it's that same time where <laughs> I'm just... Out of control. Yeah, and you were you were really. I mean, you hadn't been out a whole lot. Like we did our Halloween party, which I don't even remember that Halloween party that year. I have no recollection of it whatsoever. So it was way out of hand, apparently, because I have no recollection of it in even the, the, the slightest. I wasn't Fred Flintstone that year. Right? No, no, this was after Fred Flintstone. Yeah. And again, this is. I don't think anybody remembers the the Rise Guys 2008 Halloween party. If you do, please get in touch with us and tell us what happened because we don't know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, then the Christmas party I remember more of because I was fairly sober that night. But uh, actually, I was really sober that night. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> so unlike you, it really is, or was especially then. Yeah, but that—that's the night that uh, that uh, that we, me, a fat boy, and myself had to take Matt home. It was a bad night because you were cutting loose like you do. I mean, it was like really one of your first chances to get out and cut loose since oh, you lost your dad, and you, you went too far. Like what? It happens in those situations. I've done it myself. Yeah, and let me point out, I, I was not having sex in the bathroom or trying to fight the German. No, no, no. Me. You were you were just drunk just, and dancing. I was alive for the party that night. You really were. I didn't give a crap. I was dancing. But, if you ever see me dancing anywhere, know that I should not drive. Take the keys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, they can see that by the way you dance. Yeah. But uh, but <laughs> but just like Kenny Powell. 
Powers in the when he's on ecstasy at the the middle school dance on East Mountain Down. He's dancing his ass off and losing power, and then he's throwing up. It was kind of like that. Yeah. But Matt didn't throw up at the Christmas party. He threw up after the Christmas party. I did. Um, the first thing that happened was that I, I think I drove you back because I was sober. I drove to your house when you yeah. lived in downtown Greenville, and then we carpooled to the party. Yeah, so I drove you back to my house in my old Chevy Impala. Yeah. Not an old old one. It was 2004. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, when, when we tried to get you out of the car, you fell between the car and the curb. It's chilly, and me and Fat Boy are trying to. And we both, I had a very bad back at that point, and Fat Boy did too. Like, I needed back surgery at that point. Got some about eight years later. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the thing is that we couldn't get you up because you're wedged in between the car and the curb. And that's a And place... I can't move the car, and the curb don't move. It's curb. Well, that's the thing. It's almost like I, yeah, I've told this story before. People don't believe it, but I've actually fallen off a toilet and got stuck between the toilet and the bathtub. Yeah. And you know that style of a millhouse. Yeah, it's it's hard to imagine that got in there, but oh, I, yeah. I fell between the car and the curb. Yeah, so we, we, as I'm told, we finally got Matt up, and we got uh, Matt into his own vehicle, his uh, his expedition, the the champagne colored one. Oh yeah, got a gold one. Yeah, and uh, so then Fat Boy drove Matt back home, and. Uh, I drove my car so I could follow him and give Fat Boy a ride back to his car at my house. I can pick it up there. Okay. Do you, are you going to pick it up in front of Bob Jones University? Oh, no. I don't know that part. Oh, you, you I not. mean, I've heard that part. Okay. So on the way there, I pull up. There's a red light in front of Bob Jones University, which you probably know about. Um, so I pull up beside him at the red light, and uh, I look over to see the window coming down, and Matt oh. slumped over, hanging his head out, throwing up cap- crab cakes all over the road and down the side of his expedition. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. I've never looked at crab cakes the same way either. I bet not. Now, the only thing that I remember other than hearing the stories that you've told is uh, waking up at uh, a little after 4 a.m., shivering, freezing. Yeah, Fatboy drove me home and uh, and didn't bother to take me out of the car. Maybe couldn't. Yeah. Because I, at that point, lived in apartments up steps. And you were a much bigger dude than you are now. I mean, at that point, you, again, you were 85 just 85 pounds heavier. You were, just, you were oh. about at your biggest at that point because, you again, you'd been a hermit at home and yeah, depressed because you lost way. your dad. So, yeah. Yeah, that's man, that's a solid example of- It would have taken four of us to move you. Where I was at that night. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I woke up a little after four o'clock. It, this was obviously December. It was a Christmas party. I, it was cold. I was wearing a uh, just whatever I wore to the party with also still had the pink cape on. Uh-huh. Uh, but I was uh, wet on my chest, so I put my hand down. Yeah, I was covered in vomit, yeah. and it was almost frozen to me at that point. Yeah, and the only thing we could really do as far as adjusting Matt in his vehicle was uh, I'd gotten a, a bunch of free T-shirts from some guy who worked for O'Reilly Auto Parts when I did an appearance there or something. Yes. So I took a bunch of those, and I wedged them up so he'd be leaning so, so he wouldn't, wouldn't choke. Yeah, his head wouldn't tilt back. Yeah, and that's Thank all you, we could O'Reilly. do. <laughs> you saved my life that night. And then he woke up shivering because it was freezing. Yeah, I went up there and, and, and slept till Sunday night. Yeah, and then we went back to work Monday morning. And then we went back to work Monday morning. Yeah. Um, and again, that was, uh, you know, look, I don't want to. Uh, I'm not going to talk about anybody's life outside of what I can do is from my point of view. Yeah. But I also don't want to. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't want to. I don't want to talk. I also don't want to get in any trouble. Yeah, I mean, you there's, there's some parts of this story that legally we can't tell. What? Well, I'll say this is that. I was going, I was out of control at that point, and I, I was very self-aware of that. I realized that my, my, my dad was gone, who was really, Jimmy, no offense, he was my oldest best friend. Oh, he was. And, uh, you know, I was going Mine through too. a divorce, and, uh, you know, I was not going to get to see my kid as much and stuff. Yeah. And then 
when I was, I remember getting into my car and just, I said, I'm just going to drive. Not in one of the off a cliff thing, but I said, oh, I just need to drive away for a little while. Yeah. And then uh, there was another distraction that happened. And that distraction, and this is where I'm, I'm going to let Nine take over quite simply because he knows probably the legal ramifications maybe more so from this. But what I'll say is when I was about to maybe my life go out of control, this job is always not more than my child. Mm-hmm. I've put this job in front of things probably I shouldn't have. Oh, we've all done that, yeah. And when, but then again, this job still here, those things are not. Say again? Then again, the job's still here, those things are not. Well, well, my child is. Yeah. Well, you said besides your kid. <laughs> well, besides it, sure. Yeah. Um, when when other things started to happen, I was like, okay, you got to be there for the show. You've got to make sure that if, if there's more than one of you careening out of control, well, then everything's in trouble. Yeah, and the show seems like something you have some control over. A lot of these other things are completely out of your control, but yeah. the show's something you always have some degree of control over. Though at that point, it, everybody was a little out of control, except yeah. Paige, I guess. Yeah. Even Fat Boy was wild back then. <laughs> Very much but yeah, so. the the yeah, there were four of us who were just out of hand wild. Yeah. I mean, it was it was a lot of partying, a lot, a lot of drinking, a lot of late nights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it was, uh, but it all culminated uh, in March of 2009. It kind of we went through the winter and got towards the spring there, and then uh, the night before St. Patrick's Day is when it all really came to a head, and uh, that's when, uh, well, that's when the show reached its current lineup that it's had for the past almost 12 years. Right. That's when that's when Skip and the show parted ways. Yes, he was gone from the show at that point. Um, we had a St. Patrick's Day party. Yeah, and we found out two hours before the appearance he that would not be there. He would not be there. Uh, and he no longer worked with us. And then so you had so you go into an appearance where because of the internet at that point, like the word was out. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. People, people knew what happened, and they had wanted to ask us, and we're just there. On the front line. Yeah, we've been there many times over the years where we're just left on the front lines to be, you know, questioned and 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 ridiculed. And then almost they like, always got our backs around here. Like here's the thing: <laughs> if, if you ever see me in person, I'd be glad to answer any question you have. For I'll me. talk to you about anything, absolutely. anything, anything at all, anything in my past, anything in the history of the show. But man, it was, uh, you know, there were there were P ones who, I mean. A lot of you, even listening right now, it was that grassroots effort we were talking about. You guys were the lifeline. And then when something changed and we were told, don't talk about it, you can't talk about it, blah, 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 yeah. act like it didn't happen. Yeah. Like, but, this is where the uncensored part, I'm not saying the F word and SOB and all this stuff. Yeah. Don't answer any questions about it. I'm not throwing any heat on the company, but, and I get it to a degree. Yeah, but you have such a... a passionate like, audience and invested audience and they want to know because they've been with us for at this point most of them a few years act like it didn't happen and then so we're five years in with at least two and a half years of solid content material yeah that would never be played again never lost forever all of it is gone now there's not a not a lick of it left except what's on a couple of worst of the rise guys cds that are still around but and Good stuff though yeah some and, real good stuff, man. And and you know this, uh, from what I understand, he went on and and, and is remarried and his his family's great and everything. Last I heard, as far as I know, happy yeah, for that. That, that. That's the thing too. Um, 
I mean, that's a guy who uh, he was the one on the show with the uh, the, the radio experience. Sure, he'd, he'd been in the game at that point for about twenty years, mm-hmm. I think. Um, mm-hmm. Overall, yeah, he was and, older than us. Yeah, yeah, and uh, really, 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 really damn funny dude too. Oh yeah, like hilariously funny dude. Um, so when when uh, when he was gone from the show. That's when uh, a thing I've alluded to in the past. When we first started the show, a lot of people didn't really think it was going to be a thing. But then when when that happened, I think a lot of people doubted the future of the show. I don't think we did, but I think a lot of people did. I'm talking about people listening to the show. I'm talking about maybe people, other people on the show. I'm talking about bosses, our mm-hmm. bosses. I think a lot of people kind of like, I don't know about this. I don't think they had I, – I didn't sense that a lot of people had a lot of faith in us to keep it up, keep it going like we did, like we have. I agree with that. And we didn't just keep it up. We we grew it. It got bigger. You know, to to throw it, you, you ever go to a church where something didn't happen right and they, they'd always say the church split right down the middle? Yeah. I'm on, I have no issues with saying that I think when that happened, we lost about 30% of our audience. Yeah, a lot I of really people that. Were, were really mad about it. And it's something we had no say in it whatsoever. And part of it, yeah. Couldn't, I mean, we had, it was, it, it, look, we were... We were involved in the situation peripherally, but we had nothing. We weren't there when anything happened. We weren't there when any decisions were made. We had no say in it. Nobody asked us. But because we couldn't talk about it, we got spat at one time. Yeah, spat Not at on downtown Greenville. Luckily, they had bad aim, but we got yeah. spat at. Um, Outside of the old Wild Wing Cafe downtown Greenville, crossing the street there by the big Bank of America building. Yeah. Remember exactly God, where it was. your memory is incredible for somebody who's... It, it is, man. Those, those three brain cells I didn't smoke away are <laughs> kicking. <laughs> um, so yeah, but that's where we were after uh, St. Patrick's Day of, of 2009. But I, but to, to kind of you know get us to a little bit of closure with that portion, I, I that might have been one of those, you know... Life itself, like when something goes bad, maybe it made good for somebody else. You know, like you look at life sometimes and say, why did that bad thing have to happen? Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I truly believe, and I know I can be the only person to attest to this, that had that not happened, I don't know where I would be right now. Yeah. Truly, honest to God. Yeah, it was... was it was a big thing, but it was definitely a wake-up call for all of us, to some extent. Not that not that we didn't ever get out of hand or or take it too far or, or party too much or too hard after that. But but we it, were it, here it every was, morning. It was a wake-up call. That's when we yeah. That's when we nobody came in smelling like booze from the night before anymore, and we were all guilty of that previously. Nobody. Yes, there was not. Oh God, we need to make him or her some coffee. This yeah. is going to be a long show. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, nobody would. I mean, there were there were times before that that I'm pretty sure people came to work occasionally still drunk from the night before. So I know I did one day after that after the Christmas party incident. Yeah. I, I wrote a letter saying I wrote a letter to management saying, "Look, is this the thing you never told before?" No, I, the thing I just told was the thing I never told before about how not that I oh my bad I missed it. Well, just how I mean, I know I, I was there for, it, but I didn't know that was the thing you never told. I thought I'd heard that. Well, in person, just you and I yeah. talking before, I don't, I, I would have never said that already. Yeah, but yeah. I, I do want to say it was never any suicide thought. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Not that I'm too. I have a, I have a child. Mm-hmm. To me, that that I, that's my ultimate save is that. Not that I've ever thought about it because. I feel like if if I ever got that down about something, I would just drive to okay, not the other side of the country, <laughs> not that far, but no. maybe. But never would I give up on that. But you should seek professional help. Uh, oh, without question, without question. But had that not happened, and I had to get down and get serious because there was a reformulation of the show, no. and as you alluded to, nine that. You knew the the foundation of support was not there. Yeah. You knew that a third of your audience was gone because they were either pissed that maybe their favorite member of the show was gone, or yeah. they didn't enjoy the fact that we acted like the previous years never happened. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we did lose a very funny, funny, talented man from the the lineup at that point, and I, I don't think our general manager at the time uh, had a lot of faith in us, but uh, he had a lot of earrings and stuff, so he didn't like us. Yeah. I know. Well, he's the one who called me the general, uh, the junior member of the show when I first started. Oh, this was the other guy. This is the guy with the earrings. I thought they both had earrings. No, the big tall guy with the earrings, JB. He was the one that almost got punched oh, at the Christmas party. You remember? Oh, yes. He wasn't around for long, and he, yes. he wasn't like really, really good yes. necessarily. He was I'm really nice, to, though. I'm referring to Black Crows. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, I forgot about the other one. You were thinking of New York. The other one was uh, like Party Dad. Yeah, he was. He was like Party Dad. He kept getting new earrings and stuff all the time. That's why I referenced it, because, it, I mean, he was like Captain Midlife Crisis when he was the GM here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't think that he had uh, any faith in us at all at that point, because I know he was a big, big fan of Skip. Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. I, I don't think he had much faith in us at all. <laughs> look who's still here, and you ain't. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I, I, I just remember <laughs> writing a letter saying, hey, look, you know. He was four general managers ago. <laughs> wow. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah. We outlast all y'all. It's like political terms <laughs> uh, for presidents. Not yeah, we've outlasted um, half a dozen general managers. How many presidential terms? Who was uh, president when the show started? The president was W. Bush. W. Yeah. So the end of his first term and his entire second term, two terms of Obama, one term of Trump. That's yeah. Us. So okay, so previous formation. So let me remind you, Paige has always done news. Uh, there is me and nine. Skip was gone. Fat boy had been hanging out with us. Mm-hmm. For like six months, I want to say. Uh, I, I, maybe a long, maybe I think a year. year or so at that point. Yeah, yeah. it's been a little while. Because when my dad died, he had said previously at the hospital that he didn't. That his previous lineup of pallbearers, yeah, most of them had already died. Yeah, so he he asked that you nine, uh-huh. uh, Skip and Fat Boy be pallbearers. Yeah, yeah. So we already knew Fat Boy pretty well at that point. Yes, he yeah, certainly close. He'd been around at least a year by by uh, St. Patrick's Day '09. Yeah. So when the 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 parting of ways happened with Skip, that was in March. Fat Boy was already there. 
is a hot tub repairman. Yes. He would come here and hang out and pretend he was out on the road. With tinfoil on his GPS. He would put tinfoil over the GPS so they couldn't track him. Yeah. He, he had would, one of those old school beacons on the dash. But he did the same thing not as many years as we did. He came in for no pay. Yeah, he did. For a year, yeah. not the four, five, six. I would say over a year. Over a year. Yeah, before he got paid, yeah. So, you know, there is an echelon. And that's the thing that I, I hate to even talk about sometimes but there is you know the rise guys is a show mm-hmm. but then you'll have people refer to the rise guys as you and i yeah no. but i mean we could both be gone and they could still do the rise guys here right yeah it's good but they can still never be as good but they can still never call it that good. you know um <laughs> so you who you were the producer nine and and phones and all that stuff and all the technical stuff mm-hmm. you bounced into that spot there we were. Paige still over here doing headlines. And then Fat Boy moves into your position. Yeah, he becomes a producer, and I'm, I moved over to co-host, and Paige stayed where she was. And I'm going to tell you something. It wasn't, it, it, again, it's like a, a great f- a football team that sucked for a couple years, and then they started having a winning program, and that they won some titles or whatever. But then, you know, one of the, you know, one of the, the starting lineup guys is out. Mm-hmm. He's gone. And you've got to regroup the team yeah and you know changing of the guard you know as it were and uh you had to kind of reformulate the chemistry a little bit yeah and it took a little while to do it i mean we i don't think we lost uh at least content and momentum wise with us um at, at we had content we had benchmarks yeah we did and i don't think content wise we really lost all that much but it did take a while to, to reformulate the flow and the chemistry of how everything goes when you lose one of the most prominent voices on the show. And and we did lose probably the guy who did the most talking of the bunch before that happened. Yeah, and one of the funniest. Yeah. But the the part of that, and I this is where I'll put a feather in, in our cap, is that when it came, he was a performer funny. We were, uh, and still are, we're good coming up with, uh, you know. We got good jokes. Good jokes and content ideas, yeah. you know, like the the the. Facebook fussings of uh, the world and the truth and consequences and all those various games and stuff. Yep. He wasn't an idea guy as much as he was a performer. Yeah, I mean, he could do the voices and the impressions and the accents. He could do all that stuff as well as anybody pretty much. Yeah, but like the creative hub has always and will be in here. Yeah, yeah, and that's what people... And that's cool. But people didn't realize that, and that's why they doubted us. That's exactly what it was. They didn't realize the, the the how much of the creative force we were. Yeah, and I think that's where the doubt came from, and that's why we had to stick it to them and and prove them wrong. And then Fat Boy, which we did. I mean, you know, funny dude, funny I, ass guy. I thought at first that he would hardcore listen to the show to get some inside more information about oh, he even doesn't us. Really, yeah. He doesn't, or he does and doesn't admit so it. So that's why I'm going to say this. One of the funniest sons of bitches I've ever known. Hilarious in my whole life. guy, man. He's so damn funny and. Man, if he had any any energy to do anything, <laughs> he would go far with his comedy because he's really, really damn funny. And he picks his marks good. Like he'll sit there and timing's it, great. You know, yes, he'll he'll formulate it. He'll throw it in, and sometimes it, it you'll see it go by, and then you'll catch it, and you'll, you'll it's he his quick wittiness has been one of the anchors of the show. I yeah. have no issue saying that. Oh, yeah. And, uh, man, what's the comic's name? He played the guy on the couch. Louis Anderson? No, the, no. The, no, no, the guy on the couch in Half Bay, uh, Steve Stephen Wright. Yeah. He, he, Fatboy kind of has an element of that when he can be really dry, but yeah. he can do so much. He's very versatile in his humor, too. Yeah. And that, that, I mean, that helps a lot. 
He's crafty. He is. He he's really a is. Funny dude. He just needs but, to realize it. But creatively, not so great. Yeah, you know, nah, he's, he's good. He's, all right. he's good. He's all right. I, lo- I love the old boy. He does all right. Yeah, he's good. So, <laughs> so yeah. So that brought us to the the current lineup, and and I'll I'll say this. You know, when when it came to some of our like uh, endorsements, or you know, you hear us doing commercials on the Rise Guys Morning Show, mm-hmm. a couple of them were gone. Yeah, and we had to like. I tell you, so many times in, in my life, at least from 20s till present, it's been such a, and I guess everybody's life is like that, but can you not, it's always weird how if I drew out a 2008 to 2000, 2020 yeah. timeline of you and I, Jimmy, when my ups were up, yours were down. Yeah, a lot of times, yep. When I was up, you were down. Yeah. When I was down, you were up. Yeah. And that Boy, has, you were up a lot more than I was. Well, I, I realized what, halfway remotely, through. It remotely fair. I realized it wasn't a good No, I'm one. talking about in reality. Oh. That's <laughs> not. No, man. No, no, no. I'm kidding. It's perspective. <laughs> it is. Uh, but <laughs> could you imagine the cataclysm that had happened had our, our lows been at the same time? Yeah. Truly. Yeah, the ups at the same time might have happened now and then, and that was good, but the downs at the same time would have been real bad for the show, for our careers. Like. For our pockets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I can go. Eat wherever I want. Oh God, I'm that zero dollars in the bank because I've started over three times since I was 20 years old. Yeah, that happens. Quite literally. Yeah, it happens, man. But that's what life is. Like I've said before, a preacher who graduated college and went into seminary and started a church yeah. doesn't have the same sermons that a, a former convict or professional wrestler might. Have. No, not at all. It's. It's interesting. This is an interesting way to have grown up. I'll say that. Is I'll be 36 in a couple months in December. It's the 10th. If you want to get me something, um, but it, yeah, I mean, I started doing this when I was 17. So yeah, I mean, I've really <laughs> grown up doing this, and it's a hell of an interesting way to grow up. Yeah, yeah, really. But is. I mean, you weren't exactly old when you started. You know, you 26. Still yeah, 26. So you, I mean, I've been doing this over half my life now. No, 20 minutes. 28. No, 27. Yeah. I have not turned 28 yet. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know how old I am. I lie about my age sometimes just to get an eye roll from Paige in there. Oh, yeah. That's the best. Because she like it when you lie about your age. <laughs> no, she do that. Nobody knows how old she is, but she don't like it when you she knows you lie about yours. Yeah. Man, Southern women are hypocrites. Well, you know. We all are. Everybody is a little bit. Everybody. Some of the things we probably said here today. I imagine, yeah. I imagine. It's just, man, there's so much to... To, to look back on, I mean, that gets us up to to that point. I mean, we could keep we could keep going with the story. There's always more and more to tell, but honestly, some of that is a little blurry to me too. How so? The, ask me some questions because I have one for you. Uh, no, go ahead and ask me one. I don't have one. Go ahead. If you okay. Have one. Other than last, uh, I believe it's the previous episode. You talked about one of the most demeaning bits that you ever had to do on the show, and that was when you were the human pinata. Yeah. Hanging by a crane with a velcro suit on. With balls attached to you with Velcro, like mm-hmm. uh, tennis balls. Yeah. People swatting at you with a pool noodle. Yeah. Was it, was there when we were switching off on the Dirty Thursdays? Like I started doing the Dirty Thursdays, and then you did, and then Joey Diapers did for a while, and then I think we all just you know with punishments and various things. It became an occasional thing when Jeff did it. Yeah. And you, I want you to be as honest as you can be right now, because I it ain't much you can do that it won't make me be your friend anymore. All right. One thing I can think. of. What's that? Oh, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> was there ever a Dirty Thursday bit that you ever felt was very demeaning to you and inside you're like, this is not right, this is not right, but this is kind of maybe the dues I have to pay? 
I don't remember one that really made me feel like that. Um, there were some that were kind of embarrassing when I was when I was younger, like eighteen, nineteen. But I think ultimately those were those were good for me to help me come out of my shell. Yeah. I remember, I was very shelled up, very closed off, and you know, I jumped in the deep end and learned how to swim, and that's how I got out of there. And it worked for me, and it was a good approach for me. It would work for everybody. A lot of people probably would snap under it, but it was good for me. I mean, there were some I didn't like doing, but I don't remember any that I really hated. I remember okay. some that I hated after the fact, but I didn't hate them going into it. Like when uh, when me and Fat Boy did the Ric Flair chop contest, I didn't hate that till afterwards. Then I hated it because I was like, looked like I was going to die. Yeah, I think you uh, was, was there a winner or a loser on that? Oh, he won that. He won he that did. handily. Well, yeah, was it I, I, one of you threw in the towel? Well, I didn't quit, but eventually, uh, I think it just Ref got called, called it. because it was bad. I mean, I was like black and blue, like nothing you ever seen before on my chest. Well, yeah, plus it was on live stream video. Yeah. you don't want to be the one to give up. Yeah, so I wasn't going to quit. I can. I mean, I can, look, I can take a punch now. Yeah, <laughs> I can take some punishment. All right, I'm not going to talk. I'm like Rambo hooked up to the battery in part two. Looking back now, um, and I believe it was in year one, maybe year two of the show, so that would have been 03 or 04, there was a bit when it was really, really, really frigid cold outside, and we had you go out on the corner. For some reason, our corner at the time was... Uh, Hooters. Hooters. Hooters parking lot, yeah. Yeah, Haywood and Lawrence Road. Yeah. And you went out there. We had you go out there with... Uh, you, you may have been wearing shorts already. You wear them all the time now. With no shirt on, yeah, holding a sign that said "Love it, uh, honk if you love fat guys." Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that's that's actually I pictured that in my head when I was saying that some of them were kind of embarrassing, but I think they ultimately were good for me at that point in my life. I, I you know, I don't know whose idea it was, but I, you know, you got a pretty good that idea. Picture is burned into my head. Well, it's because it's know? sitting in the office on my desk. Is that right? Yeah, there's like a three by five of that. Yeah. Back when cameras had film, Are you serious? I'm dead serious. Yeah, you gave it to me years ago. Wow, you found it in some old pictures in the office or oh, something. Okay. Yeah. Well, then maybe that's why. Then they yeah. say all our memories are based on pictures. Yeah. Ah. photographic memories. Yeah, I thought that might have been what you said because I, I, when I've thought about that, I was like, God, I, I was that fat kid. You know, I've been the fat kid, and like, oh yeah, to go to a swimming pool and not want to take off your shirt, yeah. or to worse. Listen, fat kids listening, and uh, and uh, just take the shirt off. Exactly. A, they're not probably going to be looking at you, and if they do, it'll be one glance. They'll elbow their friend, they'll snicker, and it'll be done with it. But mm-hmm. if you wear that wet T-shirt, yeah. you're accentuating all of it. Yes, you are, every bit of it, and that's that's not what you want to do. But, yeah, it's good for you. And, you know, I learned a lot, apparently, uh, from uh, the movie Angus. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Angus and uh, Charlie Talbert, who played the title. Where's that streaming? Damn, I need. I have a need to watch that. I'm gonna look real quick because it was streaming on something recently because I watched it. Yeah, yeah, but you know, I should have of all people known. But then again, it, it goes to the pain of dues, and I mean, hell. Remember the oh yeah, HBO can, Max. Matt can see from the smile on my face that Angus is streaming on HBO Max. Why do you take great pleasure in aggravating <laughs> because me? Because you have HBO, but you won't just go ahead and do Max instead. It's another $5. But it's so much more stuff to watch. It's better than damn Netflix. I mean, that might be the one to put me over the top. But anyway, I'll forget <laughs> once I leave here and everything you will. will be yeah, all you'll, well You'll just have good. regular HBO instead of Max forever. But having, having been that fat guy, I, I guess I attribute it to... You know, the radio, uh, we wanted street presence. And that's another thing that I'll say toward you guys listening, because I think those listening right now are one of two people. 
you're either stumbling upon this and you've never listened to the Rise Guys Morning Show and you found us on iTunes or Amazon Music or whatever, yeah. radio.com app. Um, but then the other side, I think you are the most hardcore P1s. You're the ones who listen to the regular morning show podcast, and this is kind of a bonus thing for you. You're the ones who I want more of the Rise Guys. We didn't have a billboard. No. All the other shows in the same building had billboards. They had their signs at bus stops. They had their signs at the hockey games. Yeah, they did. The, uh, Drive state all these different places. So we were doing what we could to get street presence. To we get had billboards. We, we had a billboard campaign before the show started that was pretty big locally with the six big ones with the boobs. That yeah, but that wasn't us. No, and then we had uh, one little run of billboards with the, or maybe two since the show began. Yes, that, uh, one of them was was the listener contest to uh, design the billboard, and if you won, I. I don't know. I think you yeah. won a year's supply of Dr. Peppers. Yeah, and then congratulations to some uh, uh, graphics design firm that won that. Was that right? Yeah, the rules were well, not you, what they should have yeah, been. Yeah, well, you figure it out through life. Yeah. Right? But we were looking for any kind of street presence we could get. Yeah, and, we've never really had advertising for this ever. But that's where we attribute it sincerely to like the grassroots effort and you guys for, I mean, hell, if we had social media then, it wouldn't have been near as hard. That was doing it off message boards. Yes, it was. And doing groups and stuff. Message boards and email lists and stuff, like old school email lists where you actually had to compose the thing without a template and send it out manually to all kind of people. Yeah. But, uh, and then, you know, of course, I mean, we didn't even get to the, the Jeff years where, you know, he was in uh, as kind of the fifth wheel for a minute and was doing phones and stuff. And yep. then ultimately uh, had to, uh, you know, Come a full time father. Yeah, yeah. He he needed Benny's, and we weren't going to give them to him here. Well, not us, the company. Yeah, again, we, yes. did, we didn't have any. Say. It wasn't say redirection. We don't have that kind of cloud, or we don't make those decisions. Yes, anymore. obviously. Yeah. Obviously, that's. <laughs> I, and I appreciated uh, everything that uh, Jeffrey did for the show. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I still it's weird to, about wrestling. Some. It's weird to someone to bend over to pick some up in the studio and not hear someone make a fart sound it with is. their mouth. And you know what? If it weren't for him, we would never have joined the NWO. We would not be members of the New World Order without him. Without without Jeff Lewis Neal, mm-hmm. we would not have had the story of one half of the Nasty Boys almost kicking my ass. We wouldn't have had that. that we, never we wouldn't have spent a half hour talking to Road Warrior Hawk or Magnum TA those nights we did that. Oh, my God. Uh, we wouldn't have been, Raven wouldn't have been mean to us. <laughs> we wouldn't kind of have snarly. Seen, we would never have seen Sabu come hobbling into the back door of the Spartanburg Auditorium on crutches and then go out and wrestle a match jumping through tables and crap. Good Lord. Never would have seen any of that, man. Yeah. But we had to pay to meet damn Sting. So thanks, Jeff, for a lot of things. Yeah, no, for real. Yeah, and for all you did for your, your to your body for the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's not like we're just going to like zip it up right there because there's so many different nuanced stories and little side roads that we could go to. But that that kind of brings it up to where we are current level timeline. And and th- let me say this: I know we just put Jeff over really strong. Yeah. Jeff contributed a lot for. I want to say off and on for like five years. At least five, six okay. years, yeah. So that's a major chunk we're not just blowing by. Again, no, that's a whole third of the existence of the show. The show's been on, uh, what, nearly 19 years now? And uh, it's been the current lineup. It's been the current lineup with uh, since 2009 in the spring. So, again, that's going on 11 years. Yeah. And, you know, back to the other point, I remember when the show first started and kind of the way we were made to feel here in the building as we were like junior members of the show, that almost as if... You know, there wasn't that foundation that you guys... It was almost like, okay, this has changed. You guys are screwed. Yep, yeah. And that was only 
five and a half years of what's turned into this. Yeah. And that's, that, that's a, a testament to not only the passion y'all have, but our work is being funny as hell. <laughs> but Man, you know what I'd, I'd like to do when we, as far as continuing this, maybe next episode? Yeah. I'd really like to tell some stories about some of our memorable events that sucked. We went on a damn cruise with a bunch of bunch of listers, a bunch of P1s. The guy died and on not it. Not that that sucked. That was kind of fun. But we Not also, that the guy dying was fun. No, that the, part sucked. But the cruise itself was fun besides the guy dying part sucked. But uh, the, the, the Girls Gone Wild thing in Clemson we did. The, uh, the orgasm contest at the Redneck-Ass Bar in Inman. We have done some whoppers, man. We have been to some incredible events. Mud wrestling on the side of the road in Spartanburg. Yeah, somebody got shot after we left that same night. Somebody got shot at that bar, man. I mean, we, we've been we've been around to some just some incredible incredible events over the years. We've been places before where we were not classy enough. Yeah. We've been places where we were looked at as bougie. Yes, we have. We, us, yeah. we're looked at as bougie. Yeah. It's happened before. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would like to do a segment. We can do that next. Go ahead and formulate your thoughts on that. Well, also, I'd love to do that next to, week. I want to do a future episode about when uh, some of us has said words on the show and had to be dumped out on. Yes. Because uh, we've all been there, done that. Uh, even even Sweet Page yep. has dropped a GD. It's on, happened. Uh, live it's been radio before. a couple times with her, yeah. Yeah, so we can uh, maybe get some of the audio to go along with that, too, and have some fun with it. But for real, y'all, if you've been here since the beginning, God bless your soul. If you've just picked up on us, thank you so much. We're going to keep bringing you 20 years more. I, I've said for many years I'll retire at 2040. How are you going to afford that? 20 years. i got 20 years to save. How are you going to afford that? Pray for us. We will passing the offering plates around virtually. Venmo us, whatever you want to do. Look, twenty twenty has hit us hard. Huh? Here's how you can. Here's how you can pay for this free service. Tell a friend. Tell people. Real. It's like a revival. Tell tell a friend. Put it on your Instagram. Download your, it from a different IP address later. Go do it in every room of the house. Whatever yeah. you want to do, every device. Make you sure got. you download it. Both at work at home because that's how we get money off this. My mama downloads it now. Good, mine too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just hope she never listens. Me too. Uh, it's yours, not mine. Mine already has. Yeah, Jimmy. Well, did she listen to the one about your father? She got heat with me. I'm well, kidding. Maybe an issue on that one. I was just being dramatic. Episode. <laughs> Jimmy Jack Jackie, it's time to bounce. That was part three of the origin story of the Rise Guys. Yeah, and next week we'll tell you about a fake orgasm contest and girls going wild and a cruise, I guess. A cruise where a guy died and almost, well, I would say there was a point where we thought two more were going to die. Yeah, there was. You know who those two people were? Us. Me and you. You thought that. I, didn't. I thought we were fine. I was scared to death. That guy was nice driving us around the island in his Buick. Are we going to be able to be fully open about that story? People will figure it out. Okay, fine. Why else would we be in that dude's Buick riding around Freeport in the Bahamas? Not in the tourist side of it. Uh-uh. For Jimmy Jack Jackie, I'm Matt Man. You're nine. Yeah, I am nine, and he's Matt Man. Yes. And it's After Hours with the Rise Guys. Thank you, folks. Have a great day, evening, and tomorrow. All right. Get out. Time to close the doors on another episode of After Hours with the Rise Guys. Subscribe on Radio.com and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Pass it around to your family and friends and other P1s. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.